Welcome to Across the Gun Counter, guys. I'm your host, Joe Riva, joined by my co-host, Tyler Weaver, and Duke Shackleton, my lazy basset hound. <laughs> yeah, he is He is really attached to you today, isn't he? Yeah, for whatever reason, I tried to get him to lay down, but he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to sit here with you while you record. Hey, you know so what? If you like... hear him, ignore him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, his I mean, his opinion might contribute. He barks a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah he'll chime in. He'll chime in. He'll give his opinion in two cents. And I think his opinion's pretty actually welcome today on today's topic that we have in store for you guys. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> this is one we've been looking forward to. We've actually had this one planned basically since we had a, you know talked about the podcast. And this one is going to be gun shop etiquette. This is uh... a... <laughs> it's Duke's favorite topic. He likes Duke. to uh, give people the stare down. See, this is... <laughs> I, I, I like that, that he can give people the stare down because gun shop etiquette, mm-hmm. it's it's going to sound like something that we're kind of griping about, but it's not really, I don't want to say it's really griping about it. It's more just like, hey, no, just- It's to make people better. And more aware of what's kind of going on, like when you go into a gun store, how you should kind of act, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And, yep. and, and this goes for both a gun store, a uh, gunsmith shop. Yep. Heck, even gun shows, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think it's kind of applicable across the board with whatever you're doing in the industry, what you should be aware of, what you shouldn't be, you know, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, things of that nature. And at the end of the day, we're we're all only human, and I'm not saying, like, certain things, like, you know, don't sit there and talk to guys for times if they're slow or stuff like that. But there's there's just a lot more going on behind the counter from a, you know, gun store, from a sales perspective, from a smithing perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just even as another casual goer, like if you're just walking into a gun store, you don't want to see people doing certain things. Like I would be, I'd be appalled if I walked into a gun store and I saw another customer just pulling out his carry piece or something like that, swinging it around, wouldn't you? Yep. Yep. You never know what's going on. Plus, you know, some people get talking. It's like, look, I just have one question. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you'll see, we haven't, we haven't even hit our first topic yet and see, we're already... Already yep, disgusted. Duke hates it. Yeah, see, Duke's, Duke's already getting amped up. He's like, "Come on, guys, let him <laughs> let him be from time to time," you know. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's this is this is more just saying, "Hey, guys," you know, th- with the topic of building better shooters from Tyler's perspective, you know, that's one of his models uh, for precision rifle works and stuff like that. Is we want to make the gun community yep. a better a better place. And so, when it comes to the gun shop etiquette and stuff like this, this is something that's really kind of touches along the lines of what Tyler's motto for his company is, which is building better shooters. And the idea is we want to support and make the community better as a whole, not take people down. And we're not, we're not just griping about it. Yeah. That's, that's the main key takeaway here is like, I've walked into stores and I see people acting even behind the counter in ways that I don't appreciate there. I, I think there's people who are rude to customers and stuff like that as well. But just general purpose, when you walk into the gun store, what should you be doing? What, what yeah. should you not be doing? Is there certain things you should talk about? Certain things you shouldn't talk about? Stuff like that. Not not just, um, how do I put it? Just don't sit there. I don't know, I'm at a loss of words with that, to be honest with you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things. I mean, let's admit it. We've both been in a situation in a gun shop or even in our own shop where it's like, hey, that, that probably could have been handled differently. Oh, absolutely. Something like that, you know? And it's just one of those things. If both parties involved didn't do things the way they did things would be a it would be a much more comfortable situation stuff like that for every party involved not yep. just the person in the counter but other people in the store things like that and now because yeah, i mean be honest out of an abundance of caution your first reaction a lot of times is all right this person might be they might have some sort of ill intent yeah and it's 
you know, we also work in an industry where you're dealing with firearms. You're not dealing with TVs. You're not dealing with video games. Yeah, that's going to change the way we talk back to you. Exactly. And especially how certain people handle their demeanors with a lot of things, too. That could really make or break how a situation could potentially be handled. Yeah. So something to keep in mind is, you know, as much as I think, and I think Tyler would agree, that gun should be a very simple commodity. And, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I think they should be a little bit easier to get in sometimes like uh, machine guns and suppressors mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Whether everyone agrees with me or not, that's, again, neither here nor there. Yeah, personal but, opinions. Yeah. And <laughs> when it comes to that, though, I think everyone just wants to be on the same kind of page when we go into a shop. You know, you don't want to feel... You don't want to feel ostracized. You don't want to feel taken aback, I guess, if you will. You don't want to feel stupid. That's yeah. <laughs> that's one yeah. thing. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different things that this see this topic could honestly go on for. Oh forever. yeah, we could <laughs> we could make this a reoccurring series, but I think we we'll try to keep it to the the main topics. So yeah, the first one I really want to dive into with gun shop etiquette, Tyler, and I think you'll agree with me here is you still have to follow all the basic safety steps when you're in a gun store. Just because yes, you walk absolutely, into, yeah. Just because you walk into a gun store and you know the guns are there behind the counter, you assume everything's unloaded, and that's the key word. Assume you still have to treat every gun like it's loaded. Once you clear it, you're good, you know. But then when you hand it back to me, I still appreciate that gun being handed back to me with a slide open for numerous reasons. But at the end of the day, it also shows me that you know the basic safety steps, and I'm trying to yes. keep over the base safety steps. One question I get consistently is, why did you rack the slide back, or why did you check that again? I said, because you handed it to me closed. Well, yeah, so you just saw it. I said, I understand that, I but I couldn't have it. Exactly. I turned my head for a second. Someone called me real quick. How do I, you know, how do I know you didn't slip something in there? And I'm not trying to say I don't trust the average customer or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you also have to be cautious with stuff like that. Cause just because 99 people who come in there have hundred percent legitimate intent doesn't mean there's not that one jerk who wants to see the world burn and throw a loaded round into a gun. It's happened at shows. We've heard it in the past. We, you have to be safe. So you really need to treat every gun as, as if it's loaded and you still need to follow all your basic firearm safety steps. When the gun is unloaded, don't point it at someone. Don't, you know, don't be putting your finger on the trigger. Don't be, don't just be pulling the trigger like crazy. Just, just cause. Like, I just don't get that. <laughs> and another thing, I'll take it one step forward or one step further. Treat it as if it is something delicate. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, you know, go to hand a gun back, you know, they're like they're used to it like it's their tool and smack the stock up against the counter or something like that clip something else in my shop and it's like you know yeah i get that it's, you know the one that's the real key that bugs me with that is revolvers yeah like, because yep. the cylinder drag mark and stuff like that where some people you know we'll, we'll, we'll like our rule at the we'll shop about is it. yeah we'll we'll usually say like one you know hey you can pull the trigger once or twice but we really don't it's a revolver. We don't want that cylinder. We don't want that drag mark getting on there. Because for some people, that can make or break that gun, especially if someone is going to more have that as a showpiece or a collector piece. Yep. They're not going to yep. want that cylinder mark there, especially the old Colts. I've yeah. I've seen guys that's broken a sale before in an old Colt. Really? Yep. That, that critical? Oh, yeah. If someone's a, you know, they're a diehard collector and they want everything 110%, they, they want it 110%. And to be honest, if it's certain guns and you're c- collecting them just for the sake of collecting them, I get yeah. it. I, I really do. It's not like me who I'd rather have a more little bit rougher looking of a gun that I can kind of clean up down the road and have as a shooter. Mm-hmm. They don't want it as a shooter. They're a collector. So something like that can make or break a sale. And if yeah, you have absolutely. every, you know, every single person coming in, just pulling that trigger t- 10, 20, 30 times on a six shot revolver, you're, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just not yep. good. 
or like I said, digging up a stock. It's like, well, great. Now that's going to be that one thing that a person tries to talk me down 50 bucks for because the stock's not immaculate like the rest of the gun. Yeah, and not like they're going to drop it once and that's going to happen the first time anyways, but they'll disregard that. (laughs) (laughs) Guns are tools at the end of the day, and I think people kind of forget that. There's some guns that I think should look a little bit prettier and you kind of should leave a take a little bit more care of, but there's some guns that are more field guns, if you will, or more, especially like AKs and ARs. Yep. Uh, you know, unless it's like a really nice AK you built or a really nice fancy smancy one. I, dude, it's, it's going to get beat up, let's be honest. Yeah, but now here's the thing. I have a varying uh, viewpoint on that where, like, mm-hmm. yeah, some guns are tools, just like medieval tools. Some uh, tools, well, that sounds funny. Some tools were tools until they <laughs> became artifacts, and then it's highly sought after and it's cherished it's you know handled with white gloves True. Um, some pieces are considered artwork i still have no idea what that is it's for our driveway sensor so ignore uh, that interesting <laughs> i was just wondering i was like man leading the charge on the uh, the old artifacts <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's one of the things like for me certain firearms have different um personas if you will okay where it's like okay this one's an 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 art piece you know the person that created wasn't just a gunsmith they were an artist that happened to work in guns you know then you have the tools like this needs to work every goddamn time and they can kind of be treated accordingly but i like to see it when people treat things more delicate than they they really are you know it shows your responsibility towards it and your appreciation for how serious firearms are that's a good point too that's that's really one way to look at it as well, especially with the older stuff, man. There, there's some stuff, yes. the older guns that people, uh, you know, I, I've seen guys rack bolts on Enfields and just like really just go to town on these these Mauser bolts. And I'm just like, why, yeah. man? You're in a shop. What are you doing? You don't yep, even own the yep. gun yet. You're trying to like run it and beat the crap out of it. I just don't understand it. Yeah. So now for me, another big one is like, okay, somebody walks into a shop with a firearm in hand. Ooh, that's a yeah. big one. Now, how do you feel from like a... um? A retail standpoint. Hate it. Absolutely yep. hate it, dude. Like, if, if you come in... Okay, so we actually had to put a sign on the door that says no loaded guns beyond this point uh, unless holstered, like, because... That's you, sad you have to put a sign on the door for that. You would think that. It's common sense in a gun store. Don't pull out your carry piece. Don't run up to a store with a gun in hand. Like, don't... I mean, just common sense, people. Come on. Like, yeah. yeah. You, especially for you, Tyler. You're... In your gunsmith, you know, you do gunsmithing out of your house, and... Yeah. I want people to respect it like they are coming to my home. Exactly. You know? So, you see someone waiting at your door with a Glock 9mm in hand, that's not, um... Yeah, in hand, it's like, well, I'll be on mine, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's like, we have cameras, we see you get out of your car with the gun, so we're already on alert. It's not like you walk up to the door and we're surprised in any way. Oh, yeah. still... That's you why know. when people come in, they act surprised, like, "Oh, how'd you know?" Well, dude, we're we're a gun shop, man. We, we got watched you. Yeah, we got cameras everywhere. Again, it's not something like an electronic store or a clothing store. There, oh yeah, you know, as much as I love guns, there are people who do have ill intent and do try and get guns that should not have guns. So oh. you're kind of on alert when you do retail or gunsmithing. You work in the industry in general. Mm-hmm. You approach every situation a little bit more, or I should say, a little differently. And it's not your typical retail environment. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between them, but there's also a heightened sense of caution that you wouldn't normally have if you were just slinging TVs or slinging games or something like that. Exactly. And that's something people need to remember, too, is it's not a it's not a toy at the end of the day. 
and we need to respect yes. it and treat everything as if everything is loaded and we need to we need to separate ourselves from those people that we see on TV and you hear in the news of accidentally shooting themselves or yeah, I'm being serious man like it I know, really it's an awfully uh, rusty topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it really it really irks me when you see these stories or you see these videos of like guys in gun shops like there was one I remember where a guy just picks up his Glock and he's looking at his buddy and he points it and he shoots it and it literally goes off and hits his friend right in the foot in the gun store and I'm like mm-hmm. that's your own damn fault there, there's yeah. no excuse for that that is your own fault you didn't check if the gun was clear or not that was your own mm-hmm. Fault. There, there are certain times where you have to do certain things. You have to, you have to break se- several safety steps in order for there an accident to be to happen. And yes. the more we can do to prevent an accident from happening, the more we're going to do. Absolutely. And just from an etiquette point of view, you want to make sure, like, yes, you understand, you know, the firearms loaded. Everybody around you has no idea. Exactly. You know, they're, they're watching your body language, how you're carrying that firearm, stuff like that. So at the end of the day, you want to do as much as you can to show everybody around you, like, look, this this firearm's safe. I checked it. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm here with um, good intent. Exactly. And if you, you know, if you have your carry gun on you, I think that kind of goes in the same with walking to a store where if you're going to have it in hand, don't pull your carry gun out. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's the same. It's the same thing with walking to a gun shop with a gun in hand. I think that, you know, that's because that's my next topic I was going to say was don't pull your carry gun out. But they're really two of the same things. Walking into a gun store with your gun in hand or pulling your carry gun out when you get to the counter and being like, oh, yeah, I have this. Do you want to see? No, I do not want to see. You know why I don't want to see? Because we're in a gun store, man. And that's your loaded piece. What if someone just busted in through here right now and I had your gun in my hand and it was unloaded or you pulled it out. And as you pulled it out, you accidentally your trigger got snagged on something and it went off because you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, guy next to you sees you pulling out your carry gun and just seizes the opportunity. Yep, exactly. You that know, could be it, a... it. Yeah, there's an infinite number of possibilities. So it's one of those things, especially with carry guns. Like the point of concealed carry is that nobody notices you have it until you need it. Exactly. And why are you gonna make it obvious? I just I don't understand when you when you go into a gun store. I've seen it all the times. And in particular, this is older guys. It really is in particular older guys. Like they have to show off their carry piece. I don't care that you have a Walther PPK. Yeah, it, it's you. a pride thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all this pride. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it's like one of those things. Like, hey, we're familiar with guns. Most of the time, we've seen a lot of them in person. It's like, just tell me about it. Yeah, you know, you, that that's good enough. If there's some you know, like unique feature, maybe I'll ask you. Like, hey, would you mind, you know, pulling that out and letting me see? You know, we'll go to my clearing drum, the, the test fire drum. You know, so you can clear the gun and everything. Something of that nature, but it's one of those things. Like seriously, let the the person behind the counter lead that conversation. Yeah, don't be jumping, insisting, and taking your carry gun out. It's really just not appropriate. There's, Absolutely, especially because, in my opinion, if you're carrying, you should be carrying with one in the chamber. That's just my yeah, perspective. I'm, I'm of the same mindset. Yeah. So if you don't carry, so if someone's carrying, I assume that there's one in the chamber. So the second that gun comes out. Yeah, and you're it, not it's ready range. to rock. It, it's exactly, <laughs> it's ready to rock. So all it takes is something else to startle someone in the store. Like, I've I've seen it happen where you see someone who's just looking at a gun, someone laughs ridiculously loud on the other side of the store, and it startles them, and they almost drop something. I know it sounds really yep. dumb, and it sounds like I'm, I'm being very anal about it, because I am. Don't pull your carry yep. gun out. Do not take the carry gun out when you are in the store. That is your carry gun. We are in a gun mm-hmm. store or a gun shop or a gunsmithing shop, you know, even at a gun show. I, I just don't, 
understand the fascination with it. And that's why when you go to a gun show, they even make you zip tie your carry guns and they won't let you or they will say no carry guns. And I know it sounds really dumb and a lot of anti-gunners will typically go along. it causes so many problems. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, listen, we're all here to carry, but you have, there is that handful of people who are, they're just not the brightest, you know? Yeah. All right. So really, if there's if there's one major takeaway, I hope anyone takes away with this. It's please, 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 please. When you go to a gun store, please just don't take out your carry gun. It's really not necessary. It's just asking for an accident to happen. Just don't do it. It's it's just it makes everyone uncomfortable. Other people in the store, other people around, especially at the shows. That's what, like I said just a minute ago, they make everyone zip tie their guns. And some people look at that as, oh, well, that's dumb that. You know, you go to a gun show and they don't want you carrying a gun in a gun show. Well, the reason is, is there's how many other guns that are lying about on tables? How many other guns that are in cabinets? How many other guns people are walking around with in hand? It's just one extra thing that you have so many other things and you have so many other extra layers of security in that situation. And how many other people are probably concealed carrying that aren't even telling you that they're concealed carrying? That's why they want stuff zip tied. Yep. And and it's if you're walking around with it openly trying to sell stuff, half the people, I don't know how many times I've seen a guy at a gun show just be like, hey, how much will you give me for this? And they pull a revolver out of their pants. Swear to God, man, I, I had a guy come in one time with one of those old H&R 32, the, the top brakes, and he literally goes, yeah, how much will you give me for this? And we popped it, and there was actually ammo in it. I was actually kind of impressed the guy had 32 Jesus. H&R. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those things of just like, why? What? Wh- if you were planning on selling this firearm or trying to sell this firearm... Yeah, check why, it at the door and walk around with a side. Yeah, why were you walking around with it loaded in your pants anyways? First off, if there's something in anyone's pants... Um, sorry, dude, I don't want to be touching what's in your pants. It's as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't think you want to be touching what's in my pants. So <laughs> let's respect yeah, each you don't other. know that. It is It is 2023. Jeez, you're right. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's very true. So... <laughs> Yeah, so people, please, un- unless you want to be touching what's in my pants, don't be taking the stuff out of your pants. And... <laughs> uh, I can't. Oh man, no, but it, it, it's true, guys. Don't you know? Hey, we all got it. We all got. We all have one on us. We're all proud of it. You don't need to show it off. Simple as that, right? I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Are we still talking about guns. <laughs> I thought so, or some kind of gun. Before this conversation derails any further, how about the conversations that happen at the counter that just drone on forever and Uh ever? Man, this is the thing is, (laughs) yeah, people talk about, you know, showing their stuff off. When they they go into shops, they always have to show off everything they know. And some people, you just hear. Oh, they think they know it all. Well, and I'm not even talking about the know-it-alls, but there are some of the the so-called experts like that. I love the so-called experts. The experts are my favorites. Uh, I'll be yes. straight with you yep. because when you're an expert, that says to me you have nothing else to learn. You basically yep. say, "Hey, I am I I've learned everything. You can't teach me anything." That's why I never like to call myself an expert or people call you or anyone an expert. You always try and say, "Hey, no, I'm not an expert. I'm I'm always willing to learn. I can always learn something more." And you have some of these people who will just talk and they're like, "Oh, yeah, well, I'm an expert. I do this. I do that." And there was I'll never forget the one guy at the one show where his wife was looking for her first gun and he's trying to get her into an LCP 380. Now, if you listen to our previous episode, you know our thoughts on those kind of pistols. Mm-hmm. And I kind of say, well, that's not really a good choice for her first, first pistol. And he goes, well, I'm the expert. So I know. I said, oh, we got an expert over here, everybody. This guy's the expert. Hey, he knows, <laughs> that's, he knows what's best. Not the guys that have been behind the counter for 
oh, 10 years now, you know, hey, nope. no, he, he's the expert guy who bought his gun last year. He's the expert right here, guys. Expert over here. You know how many, you know how many people care that you're an expert? No one, no one cares. Yeah. And I'm sorry, unless you physically made every one of those pistols, you're not an expert on it. You don't know the machine setup or any of that stuff. No, I, I don't know how <laughs> many. I don't think anybody's an expert on anything. Well, that's the like, thing is how many people come in and they tell you you're an expert. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm an expert on this series. And they, they tell you a couple of very, very base, vague information. And to someone who doesn't yeah. know something, yeah, it may seem impressive or whatnot. But then they try and pull one or two up on you. And I just yeah. don't understand why. And it's like, okay, you're telling me this and you don't know my knowledge or vice versa. So you think you yep. might be yep. looking at an older gun and you think you might be pulling one on the guy behind the counter. But you're, you're, chances are you're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, why waste that time? And why, what does it do? Let me, I'm being serious, Tyler. What does yeah. it do telling someone that you're this big expert on all these things and this, this, and this? And I just don't get it. Yeah, most of the time it's like, especially... Is it an ego thing? Say, it's got to be an ego thing. But the other thing from my point of view, if I... Okay, say somebody's talking like they're an expert and one, even, okay, even just one fact is wrong or mm -hmm. like you know the interior workings of that firearm better than they do, it just discredits the whole conversation. It's like, why are we here? Why are we having this? You it, know? People just want to hear themselves talk, I think, at the end of the day. And that's yeah, fine. That, that's where I have but... a problem with it, though, because it's like, okay, you know, I bill by the hour. You know, yes. it's a little different from you retail guys. Like, yes, you still get paid by the hour, but, but if I'm not physically working, I'm not making money. So granted, for each customer that I take on, I do delegate a certain amount of time that I, you know, essentially just sacrifice whether we hit that mark or not. I already have it in my head like that. That chunk of time is gone. Oh, yeah. So, well, and all for me, it's like when we stand around talking, I'm losing money at that point. Exactly. And I can say, especially from your perspective, having been, you know, again, I don't work in Tyler's shop, but I do go there and, you know, I do some, you know, mm -hmm. white gun projects. You tinker around. And I tinker around. Tyler shows me some stuff and he helps me out with projects and whatnot. You know, when I go there and I see if once in a while we'll be working on something and we'll be, we'll be heading to a project, like I'll, I'll use the AK build a while ago. We were like really deep into it. And if we have a guy come in and, you know, sometimes you want to talk and that's fine, but yeah. Like, it gets you right out of that zone. And, you know, and then trying to readjust and get back into the groove of building or working on something. It's just, I know it sounds weird, but it's just so difficult. It's almost like you get taken away. You can get pulled away in two seconds, but it takes you 15 minutes to get back into the project. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly why I don't take phone calls. Because, okay, think of a musician. If you're playing a song and all of a sudden it phone rings, okay, hold on, I got to go take this call and then pick right back up where I was doing just you know nail every note just like I was doing it it's easier said than done oh that's why half the time like if, if I text you I don't expect a response for hours because my my perception is you're working you're on the bench mm -hmm. you're doing something and it, unless it's an absolute emergency I don't call you you know yeah. it's you know people have to remember when you're when you're gunsmithing even if it's out of your house it may seem like oh yeah you'd kind of do it on your own will or your own time but that's the mm -hmm. thing yeah you do it on your own time to an extent, but you also have your work hours for a reason because, like, your point, you have your family, you have your kids, you have to drop them off at daycare, you have to pick them up at certain times. So you only yep. have, you, you're basically restricted to a normal eight-hour workday just like I would be at, you know, selling mm -hmm. guns at the store because you have to pick your kids up, you have to do this, you know, your wife gets home at a certain time, you have to do dinner. You still have to do your normal life. It's not just like, 
hey, I feel like going down in the shop for 20 minutes because I have free time. Let me let me sand this stock for 20 minutes, and then come yes. back. It, you you can't. It's just it's something yeah, it you do, it doesn't work can't do. Way. I've tried it yep. with even projects at home. You know, hey, you know, if someone needs help around the house with something. Let me just work on this. No, it just does not work. You need to yep. have your allotted time to do your work, whether you're in a store or whether you're in a you know a gunsmithing environment. You need to have the time to work. It's as simple yep. as that. And for me, I mean, even just last week, I figured out, okay, how many billable hours do I need to essentially break even, make ends meet each month? Because you got to remember, too, as a gunsmith, it's not just me working on the bench every single minute I'm down there. I got to send emails. I got to pack stuff up for shipping. I got to coordinate, you know, all this logistical stuff. I got to order material, supplies. And it's like, okay, well, nobody, I don't want to say nobody pays me for that, but that stuff, it's not like, hey, it took me 15 minutes to box this up. You know, add that to the bill. You know, next thing you know, people are bitching because you're nickel and diming them. Yep. And that's one of the things I haven't figured out. Okay, this is how many billable hours I need to make. And everything else, it's systems and processes. It's getting your efficiency down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, time is money and customers need to respect your time. And and dragging on a conversation really knocks that down. Oh, absolutely. And it's... You know, and not to mention too, with which with how you're charging too, you're very fair and everything. I'm not trying to use this as like a, a way to really mm-hmm. pro- I mean, I guess we kind of do use this to promote you, but <laughs> um, but like in a, in a way, but yeah. in a way, how your how your pricing model is, it's it's in my opinion, it's very fair. And then you'll get some jobs, you'll tell people certain things, and unfortunately, you will have to go over the initial expected time frame, and people need to understand that. Too. Oh yeah. So if they spend extra time talking with you, going back and forth, arguing, well. You know, you told me it was going to be this, and now it's this. Well, guess what? The job did take a little bit longer than expected. Unfortunately, yeah. do you want the good work, or do you want it done right, or do you not want it done right? That's as simple as it is. One thing I had to learn early on when it came to gunsmithing and dealing with gunsmiths is you get what you pay for. Oh, absolutely. You get what you, you know, pay especially, for. Especially, okay, I'm of the mindset where I'm going to invest in equipment to do it correctly. Yes. So it's like I might have, okay, a 1911 trigger job come in. Yeah, I could do that by hand, by myself, being very uh, meticulous with it. Or I could spend the, I think I just spent $189, like $190, $200 on a jig so I can do it even better with less effort, do it quicker. So it's like, that's something a lot of customers don't see as the initial investment into the tooling and stuff to do it right. And that's, that's why good gunsmiths cost so much. Exactly. And that's the one thing I will say about your shop versus other gunsmiths I've dealt with. And I'm not trying to knock any gunsmith when I say this. When it mm-hmm. comes to doing certain things, and a lot of guys will do it by hand, like you had just mentioned, you will actually go out of your way and you will go and try to make the tool or make the reamer or whatever you have to make to make sure that job is as close yeah, and as we'll make true. A gigantic holding jig for it so it can be as rigid as possible. Oh, absolutely. I go through like three different variations of it before I'm like, okay, I like this. Like me building that jig, I'm not charging you for building that jig. That's what you I'm know? just going to get at. That's You're not just charging that. the assumption of it making things more efficient and being able to make me more money in the long run where I'm sacrificing that time essentially. Yeah. You know, at, le- at least for the short term. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, you had a couple of jobs in the past. Like, I mean, luckily there's one of them we're going to get use out of the one jig for a certain receiver. <laughs> but like you had built up that whole jig for someone and then it just fell through. Yeah. Like, like, so you took all that time to make this and now you have a jig that's essentially, I mean, until I came along with my receiver, useless. Um, yeah. It, it, it didn't make money until then. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. And, you know, it's just 
time is money. Gunsmiths, especially, our time is very limited with everything else we have to do because most of us are one-man shops. So it goes back to the etiquette point where it's like, be respectful of it, you know? Yeah. Especially, you know, when it comes to uh, pricing. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, they're they're trying to make a living, and at the end of the day, too, is just because you see it as a, I don't know, a $40 charge and, you know, Phil or Earl or whatever down the road, gunsmithing can do it mm-hmm. for and half the time for half the price. Fine, well, then go there and do it for half the time and half the price. And then when you come to Tyler six months later and say, mm-hmm. hey, this job was really bad, now you'll know why. Now you're not only paying that cheap price, now you're paying the quality price. And yeah. we, we've and seen it And it's one things, too, you know, okay, where somebody might quote you a lower price, maybe even speak up, ask them what their process is to designate that um, that price. Yeah. And, you know, because I've had that too where somebody says, oh, you know, such and such is doing it for this, you know, this cost. Okay. Quick example, taking out or replacing gun sights, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, okay, I have this big $300 jig that I use to replace sights so, like, you don't smash the tritium tubes. How does Joe Bob's gunsmith do it? Well, they kind of smack it with a brass punch and, you know, leave the little brass marks all over it. But, you know, it's 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you have to remember. What do you get what you pay for? That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I have to stress in this industry is there's the difference between a cheap job and an affordable job or an affordable product and a cheap product. And I think we stress that in a, p- a couple other episodes as well. And people need to remember that. So when it comes to going into a gunsmith or a gun shop, time is money at the end of the day for these guys. And if you want them to be delivering not only the best quality work for you, and for you need to give them the time to work. And yes. the, the other thing is, too, we've recently both kind of dealt with something similar, which is emails and contacting mm-hmm. people and bugging them like, hey, when's my stuff ready? When's my stuff ready? Now, I recently had a, an issue with a company. I'm not going to say any names here where their thing said it was supposed to ship out by X amount of time. It did not ship out by yes, X Yes, I remember time. this. And yeah, so me being me, I contacted them. I waited even a day after it was supposed to ship out. I said, hey, I heard no word. What's the situation? Kind of half blew me off, only half answered my question. Then I waited yeah, a few like, days. Yeah, we did receive your order. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. So then I waited a couple of days, and then I said, <laughs> so when's it shipping, and what's the status on it? Like... You didn't answer the other half of my question. I was patient enough to wait till after your time frame to actually email you. I then waited a few more days because I know, hey, you guys are probably busy. But then if you just answered my question fully initially, we wouldn't have had these three emails going back and forth. So yeah. you, you can't say that in, in that situation, I was being annoying because I, I read all your FAQs. I did everything to your thing like you did your due due diligence exactly i did everything before i had contacted them out and i even tried to make it as little email contact as possible was like hey i just want to confirm the order was sent and what's the status and when will it be shipping well then instead i just get a uh, this is when your order was confirmed okay (laughs) so you're gonna ignore the last half of my email so i sent another one you could tell they were kind of annoyed with the second email when they responded it's like guys just be clear and concise yeah like you know you're in, in their FAQs, too, they had this whole thing on, like, oh, congratulations, you read to the bottom of our FAQs. That means you are this, this, and this, and you are saving us time. Jesus this email. And, dude, and at first, I was, I'll be straight with you. At first, I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm just like, well, hold on. Your FAQs, you said you were going to confirm my order with an email. Never got the email confirmation with the order. Said it was going to ship out in this time. Didn't ship out in that time. Actually, took an extra almost week and a half. I, I don't get it. Like, if... Your FAQs don't meet the standard, and 
that's that's neither here nor there. What I'm getting at is time is money with communication, and it goes for both parties. You can't say, "Hey, you're wasting my time," then you're not if you're not answering the questions properly. You yeah, know what I'm I mean, saying? I don't even expect like full sentences. You know, if somebody's like, "Hey, you know, need this rifle, thread it for muzzle break. Don't have muzzle break. Need this thread. Mm-hmm. You pick the break. Don't care." Okay, cool. I I have a general idea of what I'm doing now. Yep, exactly. So be, you know... Most of the the emails I get will be like, I need a muzzle brake for my rifle. Okay, (laughs) does the rifle have threads? Well, no, I need you to thread it. Okay, do you have a muzzle brake in mine? No, no idea. Why do you want a muzzle brake? You know, and then it's like nine emails in, we finally have some sort of idea of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, half the emails you do get is like, hey, this. And it's just like, yes, you know, ask your question fully. Like anytime I address a company, I, I don't know if you've ever seen... Well, I guess you, you have very good emails. Yeah, I, I really try and be as professional as possible, and I because I really don't like. I'm not one of those who likes to talk on the phone. To be honest, I actually hate talking on the phone. I really just same loathe here. It. I loathe it. I do not like doing it because I like to talk to someone who's in front of me. Even though we're recording, you're not right in front of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yep. it's it's a little bit different, and I just don't like talking on the phone. I don't like having to do this extra communication if I don't need to. So with my emails, I try and be as clear, precise to the point as humanly possible, and say, "Hey, these are my questions. This is what's going on." Bam, just let me know when you get back. And I always say thanks in advance. I always try and be as polite as humanly possible because I get it. This yep. industry is super busy from every aspect. So if I'm doing that, guys, please try and, you know, be, be the same courteous with other companies. If I'm going to reach out to a company and try and do that, I think you can go into a store and do the same thing. It's not just an exactly. industry. It's not just an industry courtesy, I guess, from one professional to another. I think it's, it's a just communication the, courtesy. Yeah, it's just a communication courtesy. I don't know how many times we'll have people call and they'll just be like, Hey, do you guys have a, a Glock? Uh, or do you guys have Glock? Yes. Yeah. Okay, the 9mm? Okay, the 17, 19, uh, 45, 34? Like, like, which model, man? Like, please, please, be more specific. Like, I can't understand how much... Like, I can't stress how much time gets wasted in simple discussions over trying to figure out what the thing is that... They know what it is. They're just... They just don't want to tell you or they don't want to be as specific as possible. They almost want to be as vague as possible and expect you to know it. I'm yeah. not a mind. And it's one of those things. Okay, like that leads to higher costs for them in the long run. Because think about it. Now you're not being as efficient as you can be getting paperwork filed and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. So they have to hire more people. Well, now the costs just went up. So now it's like people come into your shop wondering why are the guns priced the way they are? It's like because I have, you know, nine people I got to pay their salary for. Yep, we got nine people here now, and just because we're still answering the questions over something that's been answered three times, you just want our opinion on it. And yes, oh my god! <laughs> and you know, and that what's kind... your opinion on this red dot? You oh. look through it; it's red. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I think that's kind of what brings me to my last thing for today's part is when it comes to like gun conversations and and stuff like that in shops. Is don't talk about illegal stuff and what ifs. I cannot stress. <laughs> I cannot stress. Do not talk about illegal stuff and what ifs. First off, if it's illegal, I do not condone it. I don't care whether what it is. I don't condone it. If it's illegal, I yep. don't condone it. I don't want to hear about it in the store. Take it outside. Don't do not deal with it here. Mm-hmm. Do it with your buddies. Don't care. Don't want to hear it. I'm not someone who's going to grant you permission to commit some illegal felony and do anything yeah. like that. I'm not no. going to say, you know what? That is a good idea. Yeah, I'm not going to say, you know what? That law sucks. You should go and do that. I'm not saying that. I am not one to give you permission. I am not a lawyer. I am not anything like that. So, yeah. no, do not talk about illegal stuff and do not talk about what ifs. Like, well, what if I do this? What if I do that? Listen, what ifs are for fairy tales, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not for... 
They're not for the gun shop. You're not a lawyer. I'm like, not. your word has no legal bearing. And at the end of the day, my opinion is irrelevant. I mean, if someone asks me, like, hey, what do you think is a better gun to get started? I'll give you my opinion. If you want to ask me what my opinion is on the Pracer rule thing, I'm going to refer you now to go watch one of our video or, or podcast episodes. But when you ask yeah. me in the shop, it's it's irrelevant. It really is irrelevant. Yeah, plus, you're there to represent on. the company. Exactly. I'm there to represent the company. I'm there to sell products. I'm there to make the store money at the end of the day. And yes, casual conversation is part of the sale process. Do not get me wrong. I'm trying. I'm not trying to say when you go into a store, don't be strictly business because exactly because that's not a proper business. I like thing. a personal relationship just as much as anybody. Exactly. I like to have like again with a lot of our customers. I've built great personal relationships. You know, when they call, mm-hmm. hey Joe, this, this, and this, or you know, they call one of the other guys. They'll say one of their names and whatnot. And you, yeah, know, you that, have that's to have what it's that, all about. And you have to have that personal relationship, but you can't you can't go in there with the expectation that they're going to condone certain activities or you know they think something is nonsense so therefore we have to talk about it here no it's yeah it's just like politics i try not to talk politics with my customer cuz quite frankly i don't care and that has nothing to do with my business no read it yeah like okay 2a rights huge advocate for that but at the end of the day what we talk about here has nothing to do with the services that you're getting, the cost of the services, and how quickly I get it done. Wait, so you're saying that the the guy in the office who passed a local resolution that has nothing to do with firearms that annoys you or annoys that person has nothing to do with that you're fixing their AR-15? Not at all. You really? You can even be a Bernie Sanders supporter. I will still take your money. Well, see, you know, and or everybody else's money. I forget if you're a Sanders supporter, whose money you have, but you, you get. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. <laughs> um, but, but politics aside, it's everyone's in it. You know, everyone has their opinions. I have my opinions. Tyler has his opinions. The guy across the yeah. counter has his opinions, and I can guarantee you, we don't agree a hundred percent. No, we might agree sixty to eighty percent of the time, even ninety-eight percent of the time. But guess what? I don't want to hear about it. I really don't. It's, exactly. You know. What are some of the local recent events we had with the balloons and everything? Do you know how many people came in and talk about that? Everyone. Oh, God. Everyone. What's the best caliber to shoot down a Chinese balloon? AK volume of fire. <laughs> Simple as that. Done. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, like it has nothing to do with gun sales. Like it has absolutely nothing to do with the products that we have. I know. Like, you know, it's like, I get it. You know, the world is a frustrating place no matter which side you're on. And there's jerks on both sides of the aisle. It, mm-hmm. there, there are. They really are. And if you if you think otherwise, I think you're a fool. It's as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And so once we get that aside, let's just talk about guns. We're here yeah, in the gun show. You and I have no no effect on what happens. If you want to talk politi- politics, you know, call your congressman. Yep. Unless I start running for office in a couple of years, we're not going to be the main political talkers here. You know, we even if I do, yeah. that's a separate entity from what this program would be and things of that nature. So people, when you go into a gun shop, we get, you know, hey, no one likes any of the the legislation that comes around when it comes with guns or other things. I think gun legislation is more appropriate to talk about in a gun shop, but anything yeah. else yeah. politically, please save the politics for where it is. I don't know how many times I've seen customers come in and granted the if someone's whining about hearing politics, to be honest, in a store, I, it's whatever. I, I, I to be honest, when I hear mm-hmm. politics, it typically doesn't bother me. But I know some it people just, it does it's bother. white noise at that point. It, it, yeah. So just other people, I'm not saying they'll get offended, and that's not the. I'm gonna get criticized Again, for saying something on, like that. Hold on, Joe. <laughs> we're in 
we're in the two-way community. We yes. want more people in the two-way community. Exactly. So shut the fuck up and let people with different opinions into the two-way community. Exactly. We have to get away from that old, you know, we have to get away Unless from Unless you're that. Republican, stay out. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, yeah, the, you know, they, they have this idea for the longest time that the gun industry is just old white men. And that's the furthest yeah. thing from the truth. That is the exactly. furthest I mean, thing heck, from the truth. Just if you look at my customer bases, you know, some people I've had uh, barely even speak English, you know, <laughs> recent immigrants, uh, you know, Hispanics, African-Americans, you know, you have everybody, everybody that like can just legally own a gun to people <laughs> that have like, you know, they've come from areas. me almost three times over, you know? Oh yeah, dude. And it, it's so funny too. Cause you know, again, I really don't want to be diving on the political rabbit hole here, but a lot of the mm. people will think more of along the lines of what you think, you just don't realize it. And, you, you know, you have these people, too, especially from all walks of life. Like, one thing I love to see is when you have someone who is a U.S. immigrant who has come over here legally and everything, and yeah. they, and they exercise their gun rights, and they talk about, I love that I can own a gun. And they'll say, back in wherever they're from, mm-hmm. they're extremely restricted. Yep, you, I had a guy from China the other day. He goes, man, this is so cool. I had a guy from the U.K. He's like, man, you know... I forget how he was an older gentleman and he yeah. was like, you know, back there after that ban, I never thought I was ever going to be able to own anything semi-automatic again. Yet here I am, moved here, met someone. And it was just cool to hear, you know. So you have people yeah, from absolutely. all looks of life appreciating the Second Amendment and coming and joining in the the cumulative of yeah. celebrating gun rights. And I think at the and end of the they day- They all have different backgrounds, you know, so of course it's going to influence political views. Oh, and so it's- At the end of the day, they're here supporting the Second Amendment that we, you know, rightfully have. Yeah, and that's that's what I think all is about at the end of the day is when you go into gun stores, let's keep the gun talk, let's keep the gun shop talk to guns. Let's not keep it to political. Let's not, you know, be bringing every, every political aspect into it. Let's not even be bringing every- gun crazy issue that's up there like the braces the stocks like the the one thing that's been but you know we i know i'm harping on this because it's a it's more of a <laughs> recent topic recent topic yes and it's when people come in nowadays and they they literally ask me what's my thoughts on the brace thing i literally tell them my opinion is irrelevant these are your options i don't yeah. like it it's what it is but my opinion and going into it for 20 minutes is not going to change anything and yeah. i've heard it oh more times than i can count so Guys, you have to remember that. Please, if you want details on the functionality of this gun, ask away. You know, I have no problem talking to somebody about like how the gun functions, why it functions that way, if that's (laughs) ideal or not. Stuff like that, cool. You know, I I will gladly educate you. Exactly. But my opinion on it is probably the same as yours, and I don't like it. So let's just move past it. Do you like these? Doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter whether I like it or not simple it's mm-hmm. it's really as simple as that and that's something that's <laughs> kind of hard for people to accept at the end of the day but yeah yeah because they they look at us as industry professionals and i i tell people whoa use that term lightly <laughs> <laughs> well again like i said hey experts you know not everyone you know we're not all experts and we're always willing to learn more so even yeah hey we could we could keep going really on for gun shop etiquette man because i can say like mm-hmm. you know even with guys across the counter yeah think, we just scratched the surface of it because like, i think there's blood. yeah I, I think there's a lot of etiquette even from guys behind the counter that they need to improve on like stuff that you know people like us yeah. need to improve on too there's there's a lot of stuff so this is we're going to come back to this too i think this is going to mm-hmm. be a cool kind of living topic like a lot of our topics and just because there's there's so much more is again there's there's a lot of things I have to gripe about people behind the counter too not just people who are coming in so don't take it like I'm just complaining or anything like that the idea is to build the community better as a whole not to gripe and take people down so again yep. 
if I offended anyone, oh, that sucks because I'm not a... I'm use this as a learning experience. Yeah, use this as a learning experience. I'm not here to apologize if I offended you. I really don't care, to be honest. And it, it's, your it's, opinion is irrelevant. My opinion is irrelevant. And I mean, if you're <laughs> if, if you're tuning into here, that means you care about my opinion. So cool. <laughs> uh, but so it, it's really true, guys. Just you know, hey, just to kind of reiterate with gunshot etiquette, don't be pulling out your stuff. Hey, you know, we all we all got a gun. Not everyone needs mm-hmm. to see your gun on your hip. Keep it. Keep the gun talk. Keep the gun talk. Res- just gun shop. Respect the Jesus. Respect God. our time. <laughs> respect time. That's Every, the main one. Everyone's time needs to be respected. And don't be talking about stuff that doesn't need to be talked about in the gun store. It's keep that for I guess your talk with your buddies. <laughs> keep it an open environment. Yeah, keep it a, a fun welcoming environment. Yeah, keep it a welcoming environment. Because hey, there's you know everyone needs to do better at the end of the day in the gun community, whether it's coming into the store or behind the counter, or even on. The distributor or the dealer side of it too, manufacturer side. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to be a some piece. people don't see. Yeah. Hey, that that's going to be a future topic. Keep an eye out for what makes a good gun company. This is something that Tyler and I have talked about for a while, and that's yes. something I think you know, in detail too. Yeah, we're gonna we're that topic's gonna be coming up real soon. So stay tuned to that. What, what Tyler and I think makes a good gun company because I've been on the phone with a lot of them the past two weeks, and uh, the re- <laughs> results will surprise you. <laughs> But on that note, I think we pretty much wrapped up our discussion for this week, Tyler, don't you? Yeah. Alrighty, man. So I think on that note, we're gonna we're gonna kinda end it for the week. So Tyler, where can uh where can everyone follow you at? You guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Precision Rifleworks LLC, and also my website, www.precisionrifleworks.com. All right. And how about you, Joey? All right. So for myself, you can follow me over on Instagram at SitePicture762. You can follow me over on YouTube as well at SitePicture762. Uh, and the main thing where you can follow all of us is, you know, follow the channel here is on Instagram at Across the Gun Counter. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all those good places. Guys, where you people are definitely going to leave us a rating and yeah, review. Yeah, leave right? us a re- yeah, leave us a rating, review, smack that like button, subscribe, you know, hey, share it with your friends. Please, guys, you know, we're starting off. Share this with your friends. Let everyone know, hey, we like to talk guns. So Yeah, even if you wanted to send it to your friends and say, hey, asshole, you do this. Yeah, (laughs) that works out just as well. So, oh man, until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and uh, leave your uh, leave your carry gun in your pants when you go into the shop. Take care, guys. <laughs>